Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 17th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke Cigar Aficionado's 2021 Cigar of the Year tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. Senator will tell us about Balvenie, we'll discuss tequila, and we'll answer a listener's Instagram message about non-alcoholic pairings, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair 12-year-age Balvenie Doublewood Scotch with the Padron 1964 Anniversary Torpedo in Natural. All right, boys, we are back to Padron, one of our favorite cigar brands in the world. And tonight we are doing... The 2021 Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado, the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series in Torpedo Natural. So we've done, uh, we did the Exclusivo Maduro. We've obviously talked about uh, a lot of Padron on the podcast over the last 20 or so episodes that we've done. And um, we decided to do this one, obviously, because it's number one Cigar of the Year. A natural uh, who has had this cigar we i've had it i know you and i have i don't know if anybody uh, else has it though. not not a natural yeah, not a natural, not a natural. Maduro. maduro yeah 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 it's a uh it's a six inch by 52 ring gauge cigar box press torpedo and obviously with padron perfect construction i'm curious what to see this uh what this thing tastes like i've just got to say the anticipation is killing me because this will only be the second natural padron i've ever had really yeah really same here the first one gizmo gave me that that corona yeah the corona this will be the second same here 
Yeah. It'll be I, my I, first. Yeah. I've cool. got to say something. I mean, the tip is razor sharp. It's incredible. It's so beautifully made. I mean, look at this thing. I can impale someone with this. Yeah. It's a weapon. <laughs> look at it. <laughs> You're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get stuck in a room alone with me. Okay? I, I carry it with me all the time. <laughs> all right. Let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on a cold draw. Very excited about this. Mm. Wide open draw. Mm. Yeah. As usual. It's sweet. It doesn't taste like an exclusivo on the cold draw at all. Well, it's very different than Puba, the Puba, very good point. It's it's very sweet. Yeah. Unlike the exclusivo. Yeah. yeah, the exclusivo I feel like is more of a dark chocolate, and this is more of like a milk chocolate. This is, yeah. And yeah, this is really cool. I don't know why I'm tasting grape, but yeah, very different than the exclusiva that we're A little we're used dry to. fruit. Dry fruit. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's light this thing. The Padrone 1964 Anniversary Series Torpedo and Natural. Again, Cigar Aficionados Cigar of the Year for 2021, which, as Bam noted before we came on air, is the fourth time that uh, Padrone has been named the number one cigar of the year. And they were actually the first. The very first. Yeah. Number one rated cigar on CA. Yeah, and that was in 2004, which is pretty cool. So we'll see how this thing does. What's the box date? <laughs> 1964. So I love this cigar Maduro. I think a lot of us do. I know Senator has those as well. So I'm very interested to see what it's like in natural. A lot of people like these in natural. Jorge Padron himself, his favorite cigar is a natural cigar that they make. And Grinder said he, he, he loves these too. So Am I crazy by calling this a bit of a flavor bomb right off the bat? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. It's, a, it's different than the other Padrones. Yeah, they sell a lot of these cigars, man. So a lot of them. Like Senator said, it's like milk chocolate, right? It's ridiculous. Like it's definitely not like earthy like I'm used to no, in the Padron. Not at in all. In the Maduro. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of flavor, but it's definitely lighter in flavor than yeah. the Maduro. Yeah. Very pleasant. Very. So with all Padrones, this is a Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, according to them, there's always rumors that the wrapper is Mexican. Um, but wrapper binder and filler are Nicaraguan. Mm. And these come in 20-count boxes, right, Senator? Not 25s? I think they're 20s. I think so. Yeah, because some of the other cigars come in 25s, but these come in 20s. So what kind of notes are you getting? I'm definitely getting like a nuttiness. I give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> a little chocolatey, a little nutty. The white chocolate's accurate. Yeah. But I have to say there is a little dry fruit and a bit of a floral twang I'm getting. It's weird. Yeah, it's Loving really it. nice, though. Yeah. The nuttiness is definitely there, and interestingly, a, a saltiness, almost like you would get out of some Cubans. Yeah, it's it's yeah the milder um, flavor profile of this is leaning that it, it leans more towards what you're talking about. Um, I remember I remember specifically where I smoked this and when I smoked it. Um, when Gizmo was so kind to gift me one of these. You get. I smoked it on my on my deck, and it was over the summer. I smoked it alone, um, and it was. That, it, I just remember being like, "Wow, this was really a really, really good cigar." 
Um, summer day. You know, just. I think I drank tequila. I was drinking like Don Julio Añejo. Nice. Um, and maybe that's something we talk about. Just the, maybe we do. Uh, we haven't done a tequila, a tequila yet. Maybe yeah. we do a tequila. We need to. I was and, thinking and, we, and, we've only done one rum too. I think we need to. Yeah. And yet, you know, um, just yesterday was National Tequila Day or National Margarita. Margarita. Day. Oh, okay. Um, I found myself in a. Uh, in an episode of in Narcos. In the shower. <laughs> um, an episode of Narcos. Yeah, in, the, in some insane uh, local Mexican restaurant, which was just complete lunacy. Um, Did drums. you send a picture that there was a wedding happening? Oh, yeah. There was like weddings. There was a wedding. There was there, there were drums going. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a full-on mariachi, live mariachi bands. But that's a normal day there. I mean, that, that was a Tuesday. It's yeah, crazy. That is no right. He's <laughs> Rooster's not wrong. It's a normal day there at this at this particular establishment. Um, and uh, I was thinking, it's so funny. We uh, the mariachi band is so professional. I mean, they're mariachi people. They're, first of all, there's dancing, there's singing, there's multiple entertainment people everywhere. Uh, but the mariachi band in particular, I go, dude, it'd be so funny. If we just stalked people with this mariachi band, where basically it was like, like, like if if Senator was like walking out from Starbucks getting his coffee, and like we just rented this mariachi band for like a week, and this like everywhere he goes, it's like, and just like everywhere he goes, you, you, you just this mariachi band just shows up, like he's out, he's out at like a nice restaurant, and then all of a sudden you just send them in, and the mariachi band just starts playing. I just think it would be fucking hilarious. I think we should do it. Fucking stalk. I think I just figured band. out. I think I just figured out Pooba's birthday gift. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wherever I go, I saw Jackass last night. It's kind of like a skit from Jackass. Oh yeah, you know, just yeah, stupid shit. It's so good. But I had tequila with this cigar. I just remember it because it was a memorable smoke. Um, and it paired really well, so maybe that's something we, we, we look at. Maybe we do Don Julio and Yeho. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a favorite idea. of both of us. Mm -hmm. I brought that over Gizmo's place the other time. Yep. Bam and I got into Dude. some of it. Yeah. I took that glass down. It, it pairs really so, well with the is... Nicaraguan cigar, I've, or any cigar, really. Yeah. Um, but ironically, you bring up a good point because I actually think it would pair much better with this natural Padron than it actually would a Maduro. Because, you know, tequila, it, it, it's light. Right? Yeah. It's not super heavy like a a scotch, a single malt. It doesn't carry smoke. It right. doesn't, right? It's like it's. So this wouldn't overpower it. It would it'd be a nice compliment. I, I find that Don exactly Julio is a bit sweet too. Oh, yeah. Which oh, would go sure. beautifully oh, yeah. with this particular state. Sure, it's agave. Yeah. Yeah, it's agave. And you know what I like about Don Julio, um, and we'll get back. I, I'm sorry. I, I, we'll get back to the cigar. But the uh, uh, but what I like about Don Julio is that there's really not that kind of added sugar that you find in a lot of these. So like Classa, you know, Classa. And, and Classa is really good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not really good. It's candy. But it's almost too sweet for me. I feel like there's like t too much sugar in that tequila. Where Don, like Don Julio 40, 1942 or the, or the Añejo, um, which I think is a much better value, which is a different conversation we don't have to get into. I think we've even talked about it before, but um, there's some really nice tequilas out there that aren't these new tequilas with so much added sugar that are really solid spirits. 
that and there's so many of them to explore and maybe that's something we start to talk about i think I we should because we're always talking about what scotch is to get so i think that that's a great idea i've also got to say the tequila market is exploding it was so funny i was in a, a liquor store today and and you guys know what i'm talking about yeah um they have a glass case for higher end spirits and yeah. when you used to go in there and look at that case it was 90 percent single malt scotch right like right. 20 25 30 year age scotches and I couldn't believe today when I walked in, I hadn't been in there in maybe three, four months. Probably 40% of it was tequila. I couldn't believe it. They also had, I've never seen. So obviously the, you know, the class Azul bottle that, you know, you're talking about Puba. I've never seen, they have a handle size of it there now in the glass case. It's like yeah. 300. It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it, it is. And, and, and Classa is great. Um, uh, you know, I certainly won't refuse it. I had some last night, uh, but uh, uh, to me, I, for whatever reason, I prefer my tequila a little bit less sweet than the Classa. But again, it's very interesting with uh, with tequila and how approachable it's become from when, let's say, in 1994, when I was in college, 1992, three, four, five, where those tequila tequila really wasn't around. Um, these all these tequilas and there was this huge boom now it's very approachable spirit that people all kinds of people drink um whether it's mixed in a margarita or just up uh, up on the rocks and uh there's but net but what they're bringing to the market they've added so much sugar to some of these that um i think that people have been you got to get back to what some of this really good haradura is really good haradura with the horseshoe Oh, yeah. Haradura is like re really, really good. Um, so we should talk about that. Maybe bring in a couple. I know nothing about tequila. So for me, it would be super, super educational for me. I know nothing about tequila. It's Not a damn thing. So I, I'm summer looking summer approaches, to, it's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As we get a little warmer, I think that'd be uh, a, a great spirit to dive into a little bit. So um, uh, I got to tell you, I'm loving this cigar. It's different than I expected. Uh, remember even. When we, ha when we last had it, it's been a while since I've had it. Obviously, yeah. not under the microscope like this. I think I also smoked it outside. Um, I bought a couple singles, but I'm, I'm, really, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just envisioning where this would slot in for me. And, and this is a great afternoon smoke. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. After lunch in the afternoon. Perfect. Would be great. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. It has like, I, I, I hesitate to say this. I really hesitate to say this, but it has like a little Cuban thing to it. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier. Yeah, I was it, yeah, it has like, yeah. I don't want to say Cuban twang, yeah. but it has something about it that's really reminding me yep. of, of, of a great Cuban yeah, cigar. Yeah, it's mellower. It is, it is Cuban seed yep, that's made true. in Nicaragua, you know, yep. grown in Nicaragua. But maybe the Maduro wrapper just, you know, on the other cigars kind of overwhelms that. I don't know, but... You know, this is this it's is mellow. pretty wild, yeah. But I, I think to Gizmo's point, this is one of the first and maybe only New World cigars that I genuinely get Cuban-esque notes from. Like, I can see it. I, yeah. can, I can taste it. Where there are so many cigars, I feel like we've reviewed some New World cigars and Gizmo's giving the rundown, and it says it's somehow meant to be similar to a Cuban cigar. And I think we light it up and say, this is nothing like a Cuban. <laughs> this has some qualities. It's, it's like this nice hybrid of new world yeah. and old world that I really like. You know, typically we kind of stay away from 
naturals in, we the, do. in the Padron line. Yeah. But once in a while, I've kind of made a mistake of buying a box, like just kind of overlooking the, uh, wanted to get the, you know, get the Maduro box, but I got a natural by mistake. And they smoke great. They don't disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, they do. And um, I'm so, yes. So I've, um, I've smoked many 1926 in natural. And that's a stronger yes. um, smoke. But in natural, it's different than the Maduro. Did I'm, you like it? Because actually, so now I'm glad you said that. I, I'm incorrect. This is my third natural Padron because the second I had, I bought a, a 1926 number six in natural. Mm-hmm. And I, I strangely, there was this harshness I got in the back of my throat from it. Now, I don't love the 1926 line generally, just right. the 80th and the higher end stuff they make yeah. is absolutely outstanding. But for the regular production 1926, I'm not a huge fan, but this is just so smooth and yeah. creamy and nutty and just everything you'd want in a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, to me, to me answering the question of where I would slot this in in my rotation, this to me is if I'm like craving a Partagas P2-ish cigar and I want to smoke outside, this, this would slot in perfectly I there. think that's fair. Not even just in its yeah, size it's and shape. Yeah, very fair. But I, it would kind of sit there in the rotation. I'm not comparing it to a P2. No. But it would sit in there in yeah. my rotation. You know, I, I like you said that because I've mentioned on many episodes where you're in that spot where you go into a, a retailer and you're or a lounge and you're trying to have a cigar, you know, at some random time, and there some are, are really strict and they will not allow you to smoke anything that you didn't purchase there. So you may be craving a Cuban, just like Gizmo said. And if you're looking for something that's gonna give you some of that flavor profile, I would absolutely yeah. pick this up in a retailer, sit there and smoke it if Fantastic I'm craving. Fantastic point. Great candidate like for that. Yeah, great candidate for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's different. It's it is different from which is so interesting because you're saying to yourself, well, what's the difference between this, the 1964 um, Exclusivo and Natural and then this cigar? I don't, you know, how could it be divergent from that in any kind of meaningful way? But in my experience with both shapes, this is better. What I've heard though is that they do change the blend based on the you know the vitola in the line. So even though it's the same tobacco, to. there is a difference in blend. So that's why in the exclusivo, I've had uh, an exclusivo natural. I don't like it as much as I do the the Maduro. I'm really this is one and one A as far as ranking <laughs> this with the torpedo version of this. That, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I smoke a lot of those torpedoes. I smoke a lot of them. They're great. They're sweeter. Yeah. I'd be curious what the ranking is on this guy. Yeah, we'll see. At the end of the night, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's I mean, it's it's so different than than a Maduro, uh, but in a, in a good way. I'm finding it a little mild. Yeah. Well, for your palate, I'm not yeah. surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, but obviously great combustion, meaning it's so easy to smoke. Have you had this one in uh, Maduro Pagoda? Uh, yes. Um, but I don't, you know, I typically smoke exclusives. Yeah. So I just don't quite remember what the overall, in terms of comparison, I won't be able to do that. Uh, but what I'm finding is um, 
a little bit of sweetness, but it's very mild for me, for, for, for my palate. Okay. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I, I, I'm with Pagoda in that, and that's why I'm saying as I'm thinking about where to slot this in, like this really is an afternoon stick for me. Like I will not reach for this after dinner. I just won't. That's where I'm picking up an exclusivo Maduro or really any Padron Maduro is going to yeah. do it for me yeah, at that agreed. time. Agreed. For, no, for the agreed, evening, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Rooster made a good point, though. After lunch, midday smoke is perfect for this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Absolutely. Look at the agreed. amount of smoke that's coming out of the other end. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. You know, from the head of the, uh, the cigar, that's a lot of smoke. So it tells you, like, how open the draw is. Yeah. And the flavors are unbelievable. So we don't need to do a deep dive on Padron or the 1964 anniversary line. We did that in episode three. So if you're a listener who's turning into us for the first time or hasn't heard that uh, episode number three when we did the Exclusivo Maduro, we did a pretty deep dive on Padron. So uh, I'll just do a very quick couple sentences. Um, you know, Padron was obviously founded in 1964. This is from the 19, uh, 1964 anniversary series released in 1994 originally, starting with the Exclusivo. And then as that gained popularity being an aged cigar out of Nicaragua, brilliantly constructed, uh, very consistent, people fell in love with it. And as time went on, they added more and more Vitolas. And that's where uh, Vitolas like this torpedo came in. So, um, you know, this is a very, very popular line in the Padron, uh, you know, catalog, the 1964. Uh, and as Senator mentioned on that episode, they actually have 32 variations of cigars in this line. So 16 Vitolas in both Maduro and Natural. So there's a lot to explore and find what works for you, the listener, uh, in, in the Padron line. There's a lot there. Yeah, a and, lot there. and because the, the Natural and the Maduro have really distinct flavor profiles, yeah, it makes it such an interesting line of cigars, really. Because there really are 32 different, you know. Yeah. And they yeah. smoke Choices. differently. That's they the do. craziest part. They I do. Mean, I remember Giz and I splitting a box of these, th this exact torpedo, but in, in Maduro. Mm -hmm. And we were just sitting there amazed by how different the experience was from an Exclusivo in Maduro. It's yeah. the same line. You would expect it to taste the same. But the torpedo had a lot, it was a lot sweeter. It has more sweetness to it. Where the Exclusivo was a lot earthier. Yeah. I, it's I want to smoke every one of them, uh, at some, yeah. honestly. Like th this now gives me faith that the natural versions of all of them I really need to try. It actually opens up a whole new avenue, right? It does. Yeah. I'll trade Where, you some of the 80th. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that may be the only one. Yeah. Actually, I've Don't smoked the natural it. 80th. Yeah. I've you smoked have. the natural 80th. I've never I had not, that. I, it is, to me, it's nowhere near as stellar as the 80th in Maduro. Mm. Maybe yeah. after lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this actually makes me uh my i, I talk about my father-in-law from time to time because i do smoke a lot of cigars with him um when i'm not with you guys uh and he loves a mild cigar like a cuban for him he loves a la florida cano elegidos that's like his favorite kind of you know mild cuban cigar and i i think he would really enjoy this you know i want to piggyback on top of that because i know a lot of guys that go for natural cigars because they're afraid of going for something that's fuller flavored for the listener out there, if they're looking for a luxury brand in this particular hobby that we have, this is a fantastic option for that guy to upgrade their smoking. And I think no Padron, I, I think Padron, and maybe I'm guilty of this too, I think they have a reputation of being a strong bold they do. cigar. They absolutely and do. And this cigar is the exact opposite of that. Well, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. 
far. I don't think this is strong. No. There's nicotine here. Okay, you're talking nicotine. Um, okay. th- there's definitely nicotine in this cigar. Um, now, it's fine for me, but but I think for a less, a less experienced smoker, even smoking this, this does deliver that Nicaraguan mule kick okay. to somebody who's not doesn't smoke as much as many cigars as we do that's probably this is very not, fair this isn't like and i'll tell you why I, there is some nicotine kick to this thing but the flavor is not unapproachable i guess is what i'm trying to say well i'm i guess Nicaraguan. I, I wasn't forgive me if i was if i wasn't clear i wasn't necessarily speaking on the nicotine factor no more so just the flavor yeah, being approachable for someone who likes a mild yeah, cigar right i think this is I, for him I think after a steak dinner where I would go for an exclusivo Maduro or I'd go for this a Maduro, I'd go for an 80th it'd or something. It'd be perfect for him. This would be perfect for him after it, dinner. And it'd be perfect for a lot of guys that I know yeah. that have actually sat in front of me and said, I don't want a Padron. And I would ask them why. And then they would say exactly what you said. They assume it's a very powerful cigar, it will overwhelm them, and they'll avoid it. This is a great candidate to really slip in there for that. I, I think it's a bit of a misconception that Maduros are stronger. This is very true. That's oh, true. Yeah. Maduros, Maduro wrappers tend to be sweeter, not necessarily strength-wise. very true. Correct. It's the blend of the cigar that makes a cigar, gives it strength, not the not the wrapper. That's correct. I don't think the Maduro wrapper is, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just sweeter. But I think people, would, you know, shop with their eyes and they see the, Dark, dark brown wrappers oh, on some of these I mean. cigars. That's what I mean. It's a yeah. misconception. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Stronger flavored, I would, I would say. Yeah, I think it's the blend that's stronger yeah. in the in the Maduro line, but but the Maduro wrapper tends to be sweeter. So yeah. try both. It, you know, it, it and does. even going back to then the other side. So a lot of guys are talking about just the flavor, and then Puba's talking about the nicotine that you get from these sticks. And it's funny because even the different vitolas, you get a very different amount of nicotine, right? And I say that because I'm with Puba in that the torpedo in the 1964, whether it's Maduro or natural, I think definitely has more nicotine than you get from an exclusivo. And I say that because the exclusivo I give to friends who don't smoke very often and are very intimidated, especially seeing that dark cigar. They assume that the Maduro is going to be so strong and they're able to smoke multiple of them in a sitting and they feel great. There's not a very high nicotine content in exclusivos. And I've always liked that cigar for that reason, because as someone who I like to have a lot of cigars and, you know, guys would joke at our former lounge of, do you only smoke exclusivos? I could have four exclusivos in a row and feel wonderful. It's like, yeah. see, that's a great, like the perfect that, balance. That's a great moment that you've had with a novice smoker because you're educating them. Right. And they're elevating their game. It's a fantastic opportunity to do that with someone. And I think if you fall in love with this, this to me, I think Puba made the point the other night. We were at our clubhouse, and 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 he was talking about you know stepping up from other brands of cigars into a more premium or brand. Just, yeah. if that's what you're looking to do. Get luxury in your game. You have you have one of these. You're not going to want to go back. You know, and and these you know cigar aficionado lists them at around seventeen, eighteen bucks a stick. I don't know, Pagoda. What did you pay for these today? I think around 21. Yeah. So I paid for the, the surplus because you could only get four. For the rest of them, I paid 23 or 24 bucks. Sneak into your father-in-law's humidor and get rid of all those Ashtons. <laughs> yeah. Put only, a couple of these Macanudos. He likes Macanudos. Oh, no. <laughs> As I'm smoking this, the only, I guess the only thing that for me that I could knock it on is like the, the finish. It's like, 
Like in between draws, um, I hate to say this, it's it's it doesn't quite do it for me like an 80th or an exclusivo in Maduro. It the finish just is not the combustion's great. It tastes really good. I'm not saying it doesn't. It just the fin is the finish. The finish for me is a little bit. It's slightly spicy and doesn't have that. It doesn't have the sweetness that I enjoy from Maduro wrapper as much uh, uh, on the finish. In between draws, it's just not. But I'm surprised hearing that because I, honestly, I I I get sweetness on the finish, and I'm not getting any harshness for for me. No, no, no harshness. Okay, so no, but no harshness. Uh, so it's just, or, or, sorry, just how it's sitting in your mouth after you draw. Well, you mentioned spice. I, I I'm not even getting that so much. If, for me, if there's an issue, you know, I I think that the Maduro in this is more complex in flavor. That's if there was one thing I Absol wish it had that absolutely. it doesn't. Absolutely. Where to me, I'm just getting salted cashew and some milk chocolate, and that's it. But that's for it. the Exclusivo, I feel like, or, or the Torpedo in, in Maduro, you're getting that earthiness, you're getting dark chocolate, you're getting coffee. I, there's, there's so many different flavors that are coming out of that. A little spice. Yeah. For this, it's very two-note to me. And, and But for most of us, we pursue the Maduro in this particular brand, right? Sure. But it, it's, a, again, I'm going to go back to the novice guy that you're, you've educated many guys, Senator. It gives them an opportunity to really get into the, this, this higher brand, a luxury cigar. And it's, 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 for me, it's actually a bit creamy. It is. Yeah. I get it, it at the finish for me. That's I agree me. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And for the occasion that we've talked about that we would light this up, you know, in the afternoon, after lunch, you're not looking for maybe, you know, an incredibly flavorful, complex cigar. You're looking for something that's going to be satisfying, that's not going to be super aggressive. And, and this does slot right you in You know there. where I would Absolutely. slot this in? It does. It, you know, sorry. No, go ahead. Go the, ahead you know, it does. I guess when I'm holding it up as the cigar of the year, um, I, so I'm holding it to this different kind of standard because of the, the rating it got. Um, by the way, it was rated a 97, 97 oof, points. By you know, that's, that's pretty high, right? Very high. So um, Th that's as high as the shark. 90, oh. I think shark was 98. I think it was 97. Was it? Maybe you're right. Maybe EP Carrillo Pledge was 98. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're that was the highest ever rated EP Carrillo. You're correct. Yeah. Shark was seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not that hot. It's not quite that high. From, from, you, from you know where I would slot this in, Senator? Is after... Sitting at sitting at the clubhouse, working on the computer with an espresso, after having one of those incredible salads that we had this week. Yeah, from that new spot. Again, I agree. Midday, life changing. Yeah, the salad. I mean, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to. We're gonna <laughs> you gotta, have to you gotta tell the people. Gonna have to bring it up. So, <laughs> look, I, I think a lot of us at some point or another like to have a salad. I, I, I eat plenty of salad. It's not easy to find a place that makes a good salad. And when I used to live in D.C., there was this great place, Sweet Green. If Grinder were here. He would be wearing his Georgetown shirt and very proud because apparently Georgetown alums founded this, this company. <laughs> and um, it was just a really, really, really good salad at like a super reasonable price. It was like 10, 12 bucks the salad. And they finally came out. They now have a location out here. But the problem is it's not super convenient. I, just when I'm in a pinch and I want to quickly go pick something up. So I've been praying that they're going to deliver. And finally, I get an email from them that we're delivering. 
Um, and by the way, I, I bought so much salad at this place. They they went public. They IPO'd like, I don't know, maybe six months, 12 months ago. And uh, I, I met the threshold to like buy in early. But the, the reason I did not. <laughs> you got to buy in on stock because of you, your salad yeah, yeah, consumption? So they, they set a minimum like purchase level that like you are, you qualify to buy in early. I'm not kidding. Like I have friends in DC who got the same thing I did because we've we've bought a lot of salads at this place. <laughs> but the problem was, so I was so excited. I said, oh, I'm definitely going to invest in this. They're not profitable still. I cannot oh, believe this. Wow. Wow. I cannot believe this. They are wow. not profitable. They've been around for has to be 10 years now. Um, so I did not buy any stock, but just getting to the salad. So now they deliver and it's just so easy. You go through the app, you order the salad. I told the other lizards, some of the guys ordered salads. Gizmo was having lunch with me. We, we both had ours. We were very satisfied. I think Puba tried. Oh, I yeah, tried it. You've had I ordered two now. it yesterday and I ordered it today. Wow. Yeah. wow. It's a great place. It's a good salad. Mrs. Bam Bam is excited. Yeah. Yeah. She's excited. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard to, when you go from working in, in, uh, in New York City, to like being remote and all that. In New York, you, 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 it's like eleven thirty hits. It's like what? What are you know? What am I gonna? Well, I'm gonna go to Hale and Hardy, or yeah. I'm gonna go to one of these. You know, Hale and Hardy was big. Oh, um, always, always big. Always, uh, you know, go down there and you get dragged for twenty bucks for the salad and the soup, but it's great. It's excellent. It's, it's really good. So this is like similar to that, but it's like stepped up. Um, and it's home delivered. And they're delivering it to your house, that's which is really very cool. cool. And when you say a step up, the other thing that's very cool. So it, it it's really a work is, salad. It, it's a work salad. It, it's, it's 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 one of those salads you get really when you're working. Like like it's it's a loaded up work salad that you can eat at your desk. You know. I mean, I, I'd go even further and say it's an anytime salad. But but the thing when you said it's a step up, it's a step up in that when you go into any local sweet green, whether it's in D.C., whether it's near us in the city, anywhere. They, they try to, and I think this is honestly part of the problem, why they're not super profitable. They try to source all of the ingredients locally. So uh. it's very cool. When I would go into Sweetgreen in D.C., they have a whole board. They would handwrite in chalk that the tomatoes were from New Jersey, the cucumbers were from Pennsylvania, this was from there. Um, and I, and I, I just think, like, it's, a, you know, it, it's fast, casual food, right? This is not some nice sit-down place that you go in, but I think it's done well. It's a step it's a step better. Uh, well, certainly the salad is, it, it, listen. It's I an exceptional the, salad. The whole quinoa thing and the oh. quinoa <laughs> oh, yeah. fucking in there. It's with amazing. The, with the pesto thing. Oh, the yeah, chicken pesto the chicken parm is awesome. pesto salad. Of so good. Is, it's so good. It, I, I ordered it, by the way. Parmesan. It's oh, just I ordered it. It said it was going to be delivered in an hour. So my genius, I was like, all right, I'm still at home. I'm going to the clubhouse. We're going to order it. I'll be there just in time. 15 minutes later, DoorDash is blowing my phone up. Like, where We're the hell here. are you? Yeah, the salad was done and delivered in 15 minutes. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty so, cool. So um, let's uh, let's cleanse our palates here with this incredible. With, we always incredible this, scotch. This, we're two for two on Padron with uh, with Balvenie. It's true. The Balvenie 12 year Doublewood, fantastic aged scotch that we drink yeah, a lot. I'll just say it's fantastic. It's excellent. I mean, this so is one of my favorite scotches. Scotch. I have a very deep personal attachment to this scotch because this was the first single malt that I actually really fell in love with. I've been drinking Balvany uh, Doublewood since I was in college. I remember I had bought a number of different single malts. I tried a little of each. I was trying to, you know, figure out my palate. And this was the first thing that jumped out where I always associated scotch with peat and smoke. And um, when I had this, I mean, Balvany is on the complete other end of that spectrum. They're known for being sweeter and I just thought it was really well balanced. And I just love that all these years later, I still love it just as much as I did then. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Really delicious. I was doing Goldschlagers in college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. God. I was drinking so Dewars. I, I that was is drinking, so disgusting. I was drinking Dewars and water listening to Nirvana <laughs> and pounding, pounding Jaeger. Jaeger. For, for, for the record. Jaeger. Ice cold Jaeger. Rumplemints. Ice cold. Rumplemints. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Rumplemints. Oh. For the record, this was my senior year once I had a signing bonus from a firm. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking single ball. <laughs> So uh, what do we know about Balvenie? I, I know we talked a little bit about it with the Caribbean Cask 14 we did on episode three. Um, this is a 12-year double wood, right? So it's in two different casks finished? Yeah. So um, half uh, ex-bourbon barrel, half ex-sherry, uh, which a lot of scotches are doing now. A lot of distillers do this. But the funny thing is I only really remember Balvenie being at the forefront of doing this. I did. I never used to see single malt scotches that were half and half. It was either all sherry, all bourbon. No one really did uh, uh, it sort of split it like they do. And now I feel like it's taken off. And just in reading some of the brand history, Balvenie is truly a pioneer in, in just distilling single malts. It's, it's remarkable. And I love that we do this because I think we all have affinities to certain brands, Padron, Balvenie, McAllen. But I love that we start to look a little more into the history of some of these brands because from what I found, I, I feel even stronger now about the brand than I did before. So I'll just read you a little bit of what I found. I think it's interesting. <clears throat> I think as most of us know, Balvenie's in the Speyside region in Scotland and Grinder, if he were here, could I'm sure give us a really, really amazing history on, on Speyside. Um, but it was established by William Grant in 1892 and Balvenie is still run by the original Grant family, which is very cool because if you look at any of these stories, and it's even true of most Cuban cigars, there were changes of ownership, right? There are few brands, whether we're talking cigars or single malt scotches, that one family has seen it all the way through. In cigars, Padron and Fuente are obviously the two you know, big ones we think of. And in scotch, Balvenie is really at the top of that. Um, and so <clears throat> they really pride themselves on being the most handcrafted single malt scotch. And I didn't know what that means, but when you learn some of what they do, it's, it's incredible. There's no other distillery in Scotland that still grows its own barley. They buy elsewhere. They grow this on their property that malts the barley on a traditional malting floor, which Grinder would be able to speak to why this is amazing. Um, they have a coppersmith on hand who tends the stills same guy since 1959. Wow. How old is he? 100? <laughs> it's incredible. He's been working there. He started working there when he was 15. 10. Yeah. yeah. 10 I mean, years that's, old. That's, that's how it is in Scotland. <laughs> He's in his 50s. He's got a coppage on site where uh, there's a coppage on site where 10, co 10 uh, coopers tend and repair the oak cast required in making all of their single malts. They do everything on their premises. That's very now, cool. Every most distillers, right? They outsource all of this. They're buying they're barrels, buying bar barrels yeah. elsewhere. They're yeah. buying. They're even the the malt, the grain. Everything's coming from somewhere else. So I thought that was pretty pretty cool. And um, their master, their malt master, um, is a very famous guy, David Stewart. He started at Balvenie in 1962, and still to this day, that's very cool. Creates all the liquid that's in every bottle. That's almost like a Padron type story. It's yeah. like guys have just yeah. been there forever. Mm, that's exactly. Awesome. And what's amazing about this guy, and so I'm not crazy, I, I really vividly remember Balvenie Doublewood being the only single malt that I used to see that was split, a sort of blend of, of sherry cask and, and maturing and bourbon cask. And it says that this guy, David Stewart, 
uh, is sort of the pioneer in double cask maturation or finishing, which he started in the 1980s when he created the Balvenie Doublewood that we're drinking wow. right now. Yeah, it's a really, it's an impressive spirit. Yeah. Um, so it's, balanced. It's complex. Yeah. You know what I find yeah. when I order this out is you have to be very, very specific with whoever you're ordering with that you're getting the Doublewood 12. Mm -hmm. They don't know the difference most times. So when you are ordering, make sure almost that you see the bottle that it has the word Doublewood written on it because these tenders and, 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 and servers that that uh, you're ordering from, oftentimes I feel like I'm not getting what I want until I actually see yeah, the bottle. And, and it's kinda, hard to find. It is. Uh, you're, look, uh, scotches like this you're going to find in cigar bars. You're going to find in some higher-end places that have a high – a large selection of scotch, which you're going to find McAllen almost everywhere. Yeah. Not right now. So I, I we should talk about this. I, I'm very concerned. <laughs> I'm serious. Is there a Capital shortage? Grill has I'm serious. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I don't eat at restaurants. That's amazing. <laughs> Capital Grill has it. I fucking drank half a bottle of it there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Got plenty. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in liquor stores, I say this because today I, I just finally was restocking on, on a lot of scotch. And for a while now, for the last year, McAllen, you've been able to find, we've had to pursue the sherry cask, but we have always found a place to source it. And Balvany, all of a sudden, the Doublewood, I mean, Pagoda and I, we've talked about this. We couldn't find it anywhere for like the last six months of last year. No exaggeration. All the major, major, you know, places we're talking Total Wine, Bottle okay. King, right. they were completely sold out. You could get McCown there, not Balvini. And I found a small little wine shop in a town right next to us that had the the double wood that we were having to buy from for a while. Now it's completely flipped. Balvenie is double wood is everywhere right now, which is fantastic. But McCallan is nowhere. And I say I'm concerned because the only place I could find it is uh, Super Sellers here, and you know I hate that place. Right. <laughs> and guess how much they're charging for a fucking oh. bottle? Well, the 70 bucks. 75 bucks. $85. What? Oh, yeah. God. Come on. So That's why I say insane. I'm worried, because they're always overpriced, so if they're charging 85 it's always less. But else, that yeah. signals to me that it's very possible now. Bal McAllen went up from 55 to 65 bucks last year. Yeah. Now I'm worried that it's gone up another 10 bucks to 75 or $80. Oh, how much, how much is the Balvenie that we're drinking right now? 60. Okay. Oh, what Double a deal. 60 bucks. What a deal. Oh, Not fantastic. a great scotch. Absolutely. Great scotch. So halfway through the torpedo, guys. It's a little over halfway, it's maybe. It's a stellar cigar. It's 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 fantastic. It's, it's better for me now than it was. It's 10 I was just gonna say ago. it's getting better as it goes. It's a lot better than it was ten minutes ago. I think the Belvini helps. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the sound hypothesis. <laughs> so uh we were just talking about drinks and, and things that we like. We actually got, by the way, I have to show you guys this. We had a listener, uh, Grizzly Adams, tag us on Instagram. He wants to know, how do we like the cut of his Upman uh, 1844 Nicaragua? A little V-cut. What's I the lizard? the V-cut. You guys are into the, uh, I think you did a nice job on the cut there. What do you think? I love the V-cut. It's a beautiful cut. Very good cut. So I'm going nice I'm to put uh, this up on the. Uh, nice and crisp. I'm going to put this up on the Instagram, but also the reason why I bring this up, and thanks to Grizzly Adams and other listeners who reach out, we love to hear from listeners. At the end of the podcast, by the way, there's a little tag with all the uh, information on how to get in touch with us, but he had a very good question for us, um, and he said, uh, love the pod. You guys are awesome to listen to. Really appreciate what you guys do. What do the lizards drink with cigar besides alcohol? It's obviously a great combination, but curious 
as to what your other go-to beverages are well, uh, that we, we enjoy we should, with a cigar. We should probably start with Rooster on this one. Yeah, Rooster, go ahead. So I, I love a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Es- espresso? Know. Well, I, I, sometimes I do like coffee or a latte or a cappuccino and do a shot of espresso in it. Okay. Right, so in the afternoon, in the morning, great pairs really well with cigars. Even after dinner, after lunch, anytime. I think it's a great pairing. Um, I think you can drink a lot of different, uh, I mean, I don't drink a lot. So, you know, I do a lot of non-alcoholic beers. Yeah. There's a lot of choices out there. You can, you can really drink anything you want. Grinder loves a beer with a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of oh, guys yeah. do. You know, red wine. Yeah, we've uh, done some wine. Yeah, Cabernet. Yeah, we've fantastic. done one wine. We need to do more wine. We do. Need, we do. We do. Yeah, there's a lot we need to do. I, I obviously uh, the guys bust my balls, but I love uh, seltzer. Seltzer, yeah. I love seltzer water with a little splash of lemon in it. I drink way yeah. too much of it. Champagne. Champagne, oh. Paul Roger. <laughs> you know, I had Coke over, over the vacation. We ran out of alcohol in the room, and I had Mexican Coke. Coke you know, yeah. the, it was in a bottle, but it was sweet and it was so good. So I, I, really I have to it. say, I, I was I was a little quiet because I'm a little embarrassed to say this because I'm usually very snobby about stuff when it comes to spirits and things you would appreciate with a fine cigar. No. Like, can we guess? Can we but, guess? No, really? <laughs> are you? But, no. But, that can't be. Uh, Guys, because he's waiting way too hard. Listen, listen to this. Listen I, know, I, know what it, I know what he no, had. He's not. He's, been, he's not hard. He's not at not all. He's not snobby about no. what he no more, no more Paul Roger for Puma. No. <laughs> I know what he had. I got to guess what he had. No, no, no. It's not what I had. I, I, you'll see me drink this occasionally. A Diet Coke, Diet Coke. Oh, with a okay. with a Maduro wrap, like with a Padron Exclusivo. I love how it pairs. Yeah. It, it like kills, pains me to even say it's this. Not, Why would it pain you no, to say it? It's a Diet Coke. It's not crazy. For Christ's sake. No, it, the, the Diet Coke <laughs> is fine. It's just, you know, with cigars I love so much, I you feel like you want to pair it with something special. And a Diet Coke is is, is a, such an everyday thing. You don't think of that as something special. You specially select to go with that cigar. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I got to say, it really works hey, well. Dude, try did, a Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You want to you 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 talk, talk about... It's like he's talking about white bread, sliced, sliced white bread. Sliced wow. white bread. Wow. You want to talk about awesome... I mean, sure, Diet Dr. Pepper, you know, take it one step further. Medicinal. Or a cream soda. Re- I was going to go there. Root beer? I was going to re- say, I, I see a lot of guys drinking root beer. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. the sweetness well, of that right, root so beer. I, I yeah. Some are Some are very good, Senator. I know where you're going. I know beer very, very well. good. I like a root beer. I do, too. I no, no, it's, not, it's, nothing I do against, too. it's nothing against any of these things. The reason I'm shaking my head is just... I worry with a lot of these flavored drinks that that like masks and, and dominates the flavor of the cigar. Like you're, you're, you know, once you're tasting a ton of cherry or whatever is in there. It depends. Depends on the beverage. You're not able to taste the cigar. I like with Diet Coke, like it's just very even keel. There's (laughs) not like anything super dominant that is detracting too much from the cigar. That's my only point. The aspartame is pretty dominant. I mean, not with with the Padrones. (laughs) It it depends. I mean, you know, are you pounding in the Diet Coke or are you just sipping it? Sipping it. No, you're sipping it, I used to drink, I swear to God, in college. I didn't have, I, I didn't drink any alcohol. Until I was out of college, which is weird. You know, well, it this, is what it is. This, this, explain, however, this explains the sink. However, Hold on. However, I was about to walk out of the room. I told you guys that before. However, I used to drink a Diet Coke. Uh, a <laughs> Dork. Ca- <laughs> I'm sorry. I used to, I used to drink a case of Diet Coke a day. 
12 cans a day. A wow. Case. 12 oh cans God. a day. I swear. Jesus. I swear on it. Oof. Oh my God. Yeah, we got a problem. Talk to I love Diet Coke with, <laughs> I love Diet Coke <laughs> with lime Christ. too, actually. Okay. Oh I mean, I, I do I don't even, now. There's so much to unpack with the statement that you just made. <laughs> yeah, that's for another episode. I mean, this is, I don't even know what to do. We should do, do a special episode on it. You didn't have a drink in college? What did you do? I didn't drink in college. Yeah. No, I don't know, man. What did you do? I was so consumed with what I didn't, like, uh, my extracurricular activities how many other podcasts were you editing in college yeah. i actually I, it's funny i was i worked at a radio station in college and it consumed my life i was there all the time it's all i did it defined my four Wait, years oh of college. i know i know that station. yeah 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 i and, loved uh, yeah, i love that station yeah great college radio station oh. uh it was my life and and Metal. i just was never interested in it. i was so consumed by it what a sober life <laughs> feel like <laughs> yeah well you know it's like that's i think and and what i like about grizzly posing that question to us is there are a lot of folks out there who enjoy a cigar who are sober, who don't drink, who've either choose not to or can't and and, sure. and have moved away from alcohol in their lives. And I think this is very productive. I think coffee is a great choice. I think seltzer, a lot of guys drink seltzer. I think some of the sodas that we've named. I mean, what else are we not I mean, I'll, I'm well, going to go back to the espresso. Like for me, the, a great. double espresso with this and a little bit of a lime, a lemon twist. Yeah. Particularly with a Padron for me really does it. Yeah, I think the only thing we haven't mentioned, and this is more for a morning cigar or an afternoon cigar, a Bloody Mary. And I say that because not <laughs> well, just... By the way, I posed the question, what non-alcoholic <laughs> stuff no, 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 can we no, no. drink? And the <laughs> senator going. every time is like, yep. Bloody Mary, no, no, no. <laughs> champagne. You, you, listen to where I'm going with this. <laughs> I know where you're going. I, I know say where you're going. this because Rooster will have a non-alcoholic Bloody Mary. Yep. And enjoy that with I his cigar that. as much as I'm enjoying my, well, you know, alcoholic Bloody Mary. So yeah. I, I, I think that's another good pairing for an early in the day smoke, regardless of alcohol. You don't even have to throw vodka in there for it to be a good pairing. So that's when we do that true. episode in, in the coming weeks and months, hopefully we'll schedule that soon, a Sunday Bloody episode yes. starring Puba and his Dimitri's recipe. Yes. Uh, you know, don't shy away from it, listeners, because... Uh, you could just not add the vodka and uh, have a great drink. That's for sure. I'm sure if Grind over here, he would agree that beer would go well with oh, cigars sure. as well. Yeah, he loves like beer. I used to really, we used to drink a lot of Boddington's. Um, uh, very, yeah. very good uh, pairing, at least. Uh, I've seen Poopa. I've seen Poopa when we've been out. He'll order a, a Yangling. Or not a Yangling, excuse me, the Guinness. Guinness. Oh, well, Guinness is a great pairing. Well, we've yeah. all Definitely. consumed copious amounts of Guinness, I think. Yes, all we, of have. Us. we have. And, we and have. Guinness now, by the way, the has, a, has a nitrous-infused can yes, of non-alcoholic yep. uh, beer, yep. which I think is very cool. Guinness, really? and, and, yeah. Guinness yeah. has a non-alcoholic yeah, beer? Yeah, Guinness has a non-alcoholic. It's a, it's a pretty popular thing. A lot, Heineken, obviously. Uh, Guinness, all all the bigger brands do. And Guinness I, has one. I'll say something about Guinness. Someone who's who's really... I've had quite a bit of experience with the, with no. the, with, with the, with the brand. <laughs> uh, Don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he resents the implication. Uh, I don't resent. I embrace the implication. Uh, but but Guinness. Um, so so let's say you're not a, a big drinker, but you're. Um, there is a misconception, almost like with the Maduro wrapper, that 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 you see this big black cup of beer that comes out to you that's served. Guinness is actually, it's not high in alcohol content and it's at, and it's not high in carbonation. Um, and low in calories. Yeah. And and low in calories. And, and it, you're, it's actually, it's a misconception that this is some big, it's guess it's Guinness draft. Now, just be, when you're, for the listener, if, if, if you're gonna take a recommendation and try Guinness, 
Just make sure that you get Guinness Draft. And it has to be ice cold. Ice cold. No, for, no, no, no. For me. No, 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 that's not no. how they do it in Ireland. That's not is the that way right? you drink room, it. No, 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 no. Really? No, it's not room temperature. No. I stand corrected. You're wrong on that, too. Let the, Iri- let the Irish go. Oh, on that, too? <laughs> you're, you're wrong on that. It's not room temperature. No, but it's not served It's not served as cold as, as ah, what you would want. Okay. It's, it's, it's served at it's at a at a lower at, at a higher temperature than regular beer mm. it's just i don't know exactly what that temperature is but it's not ice cold okay. definitely not ice cold but colder than a normal but, co- beer. but no warmer than a normal oh, beer warmer. not okay. colder as cold as you'd want like a budweiser or something like that ice cold you don't want it but my point the point the larger point is is that guinness is not a heavy beer guinness is actually it's a full-bodied beer but it's it's low in alcohol content, low in carbonation, and pairs quite nicely with a cigar, as we all have drank dozens and dozens of pints of, of Guinness at one of the lounges that we yes, belong we to. Yeah. And it's it's really nice with the cigar. And what we generally do, uh, being in that kind of environment, is we'll pair, uh, I know we're now, we're getting into alcohol, but uh, uh, an Irish whiskey as a sidecar with the <laughs> with the Guinness is very nice, but that notwithstanding, if you don't want to go that far, you can have a pint of Guinness that'll last you for a long time if you take your time with it, uh, and it, it can it's very very nice. It's so delicious. I would, yeah. but, delicious. But if you're in the liquor store, do not buy the bottles of Guinness Stout. Uh, those that's a different beer than Guinness Draft. So so the Guinness Stout is you'll see it says extra stout on there and that that's more towards a um what you call it's a very stout beer and it's more bitter um where it drinks like a porter yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. it really does yeah it drinks more closer to a porter it's an extra stout so just buy the cans that have the little carbonation thing they go and you just in there that's really a nice thing and the ideal temperature for guinness i just looked it up it's 42.8 Ah, oh wow. wow okay right around 50 rooster uh speaking of non-alcoholic beer what are your top two or three that you really enjoy so one of my favorite brands is klaus holler it's like a lager and the other hoppier type beers that i like is by brooklyn lager okay they make an extra hoppy uh brooklyn lager delicious erdinger uh i'm not i'm not a huge fan of heineken but i love bex okay bex makes one of the best non-alcoholic beers but i can't wait to try the guinness yeah because i love a you know i love a heavy like a stout you know i mean it is a stout so uh, and, and on guinness why why does it pair so well because the notes you get out wow, of that it's right. like coffee chocolate chocolate yeah. it's perfect it's with fantastic the and the body of it right? yeah. Yep. yeah yeah it's got body yeah you yeah, know uh, talking good. about temperature in, in the uk you can actually go to a bar and get extra extra cold guinness which is a very special tap, and they'll serve it to you extra cold. Oh, they will if you like that. If you like that, yeah. All right, boys. Do you want to uh, you want to rate the uh, the Balvany Doublewood? I oh. feel like I know what this is going to be. Oh, you know what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Let's rate Absolutely. the uh, Balvany Doublewood twelve. Bam, bam, you're up. I'm at a nine with this guy. It's a ten for me. Very nice. Well done. Ooh. Very nice. 
All right. I am, you know, I wish Grinder was here because I'm really curious what he would rate this. Mm. I'm, I'm curious where this stacks for him. Good Why question. is Grinder not here today? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great question. That. He had yeah. a, a very exciting, positive, wonderful life event happen. Yes. 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 So baby, you can. Uh, baby you can, Lizard. Baby yeah. Lizard is here. <laughs> We're very happy for him. Beautiful baby girl. Yeah. And uh, he's very happy and everybody's God bless good. Him. And, and the baby. Uh, we can't wait to have him back. So congratulations, yes, Grinder. Sir, yes, He's sir. already teaching her uh, the difference between a Maduro and a natural rapper. He <laughs> yes. will use this as a... No, it'll, put, it'll put her right to sleep. And, yeah. and her bedtime stories are all about the history of Scotland. Yeah. Perfect. Right. He's like... Different what, heights of stuff. Once, once upon a time in Space Eyes, <laughs> there, there was a master blender. Named <laughs> Dave Stewart. <laughs> He's been working there since 1959. <laughs> uh, all right. Balvenie rating. I'm so wait. At, so Bam Bam was a nine, nine to go to a 10. Senator. I'm at a nine, a nine, a nine. I'm right there with you. A nine all day. Well done. Yeah. I'm, I'm at. I'm at a nine. I'm at a nine. Rooster. Yeah, same nine. All right. Very nice. So a little, little bit a above a nine. Outstanding recommend. 9.2. Fantastic. Beautiful. Fantastic. Strong recommend on the Balvenie 12 double width. I could have gone higher in decimals. Yes, easily. Yeah. yeah. The so Balvenie 12 is like uh, an exclusible for me. Yeah. Like it's my go-to. It's a familiar friend. Mall, familiar friend. Caribbean Always, yeah. always have it at home and yeah, uh, it, love it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, they make great, great stuff. Really super. So super. we're coming into the last third here, boys. What are you guys thinking about the uh, Padron Torpedo in natural? So one thing I'm noticing with this, I think I described it on the cold draw and in the first third as, as getting a lot of milk chocolate. I feel like now toward the last third, it's more of a semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. I agree. I'm still getting that sweetness, which I love. It's fantastic. A little bit of spice, too. A bit, yeah, a little bit. you're right. Great balance, which it's makes definitely, it... It's definitely more complex. It makes, I was about on. to say that. It makes it a complex cigar when you have those two worlds coming together. Yeah, Fantastic. There's, there's a lot going on here. It's picked up in that. You know, Pagoda said it was really mild to start, and I think that's fair. It was mild to start. I yeah. think now it's firmly medium. Yeah. Second, oh. second half of the stick has picked up in strength. Yes. And all the flavors from the beginning, from the, you know, and the start of the cigar have kind of concentrated notes of the same. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. For Do you sure, guys think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. There's <clears throat> nicotine in. So, like, you start to get, I've said this before, like, when you have a, a, a stick that, and some of the Cuban smokes that we have aren't really that high in nicotine. Nope. The Padron is, I think, delivers a little bit more of the Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. This, like, it, this, I, you start to feel that, like. Well, you've said it before. It makes kick. you feel good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're getting that, like, I feel really good. Yeah. Like, it makes you feel, it's, and you can feel that kind of pep. You're getting that little bit of kick, and that's really nice. Yes, it is. Really nice. You start to feel really nice, like, like just after the middle. Yeah. And you start to get to the last third, you're like, ooh, I'm feeling pretty good. Honestly, it's, it's velvety still for me. Very it is velvet. for me too. The I'm smoke still is velvety. Yeah, I'm still yeah. getting that that salty thing too uh, that we were talking about earlier. I guess the question I have, based on the what you guys just said, Puba and Bam Bam as well, I'm curious at this point, do you guys think that th this is not good for someone who likes uh, um, our more mild or medium cigar at this point in the cigar? Yeah, good question. Has it gotten to the point where someone who you've turned on to this because of their 
flavor preferences. Bam, bam. The people you were talking yeah. about, my father-in-law. I'm smoking it now. I don't know if at this point mm. he'd be kind of like Ugh. the question. He may put it down. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. Yeah. I, I think just what I've observed now, smoking this and other padrones in this line. I do worry that the second half of this, for someone who truly likes a mild cigar, that this is maybe now a bit more than they would want. And what I think is probably that where they'd be better served in the 1964 line is something in a smaller ring gauge because that Corona that you gave me, Giz, very smooth all the way through. That was mild, mild medium, maybe at best at any point. It never got as much flavor as this is now delivering in the last third. So I'm not convinced that this is ideal for someone who truly just likes a very mild cigar. Mm. But for anyone who firmly loves a medium stick, anyone who's a Cuban cigar smoker, I mean, this is right in their wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. I wonder, you know what, uh, the other Vitola that that scored really well, I think it was last year when the EP Carrillo won. Uh, I think it was top five, the Hermoso in Maduro, which is the short, fat one the Padron makes. I'm curious what that is like. In a natural, I may try it just to see if it may be a good fit for my father-in-law. But I'd want to try that natural because I had the Maduro, and you know how much we all yeah. love Padron. Yeah. I, I didn't love that. Yeah, it's harsh. Bingo. Yeah, it's harsh. Bingo. Yeah, and it's Sorry. a bigger ring gauge too. What is it? A fifty, maybe? Yeah, fifty-two. It's a fat cigar. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fat. Yeah, and they deliver like different levels of power. Yep. You know, there are certain Padrones we've discussed it before, like the nineteen twenty-six. There's certain twenty-six. In the smokes in the twenty six line, what is it? The number three, number two, two. is the bella, like the, the the, I guess it's a bellicose. Yeah, and boy, is that a strong cigar? <laughs> boy, oh boy! Yeah. I, mean, I honestly, you know, I honestly I can't find smoke the, it. I mean, it's so strong. I yeah. find that for me, my palate, and and we've gone over it many times. I I think in Padron, I think the Family Reserve is more uh, accessible to me than even the twenty six line, except for the 80th anniversary and the strongest cigar they make, but I still think is very smooth. The 90th Maduro in the Tubo, the red Tubo. Um, I think safe for those two. I think that line is less approachable to me than even the family reserves, which is less of which one is less approachable. Uh, the 26 line safe for those two that I named. Yeah. I, I think family yeah, reserve the, is more. Well, the family well, reserve, I, I would just say safe for the 90th, the 80th, I think is very accessible. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm saying the 90th and the 80th for me, I'll go to those all day long. I don't go to any other above 20, the twenty six okay. line. And, and except you know the other one I'm ex, uh, I'm excluding the is the number thirty five. Yeah, that's a good question. Wait, Puba fiftieth yeah. is that's that a, there's two fiftieths. Hold on, yeah, that's there's a great a 50th, question. There's a fifty year, which is the uh, it's not a line; it's its own right. uh, celebration. And then there's a fiftieth or fifty year, I think, or fiftieth inside the family reserve line. There's no fiftieth in the twenty six. Mm. Okay, it's I think all on right. its own. Yeah, yeah that's family that's right. reserve. Well, clearly the family reserve is, a, is more refined. Yeah, it's absolutely full flavor, but it's refined. And it's there's so those sticks. I feel every one of those family reserve sticks I've had in Maduro, mm. there's such a sweetness about them. Even though they're strong, they are strong. Full cigars. Oh yeah, yeah. they're they're smooth and sweet. I, I I've never had the experience that uh, that Puba just yeah. mentioned in the twenty six. So I line. have I have some fiftieths that were gifted to me, um, four or five of them. Uh, I haven't smoked them yet. They're fiftieth Maduro. Maduro. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So those those are what forty five fifty dollars cigars. The best cigar Padron makes. Yeah, it's a great cigar. Well, is which me. which one? Which the Sorry. fifty year anniversary? Uh, it comes yeah, fifty year. It's the big oh, it's white fantastic. humidor. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah Thank you, God they're Maduro. So I've had both the natural <laughs> and Maduro, and I I think this is also what has really colored my perception of 
Padron's Natural Cigars. That 50-year, the Maduro is absolutely outstanding. The Natural, I really did not enjoy. I, I smoked both back-to-back. I started with the Natural, then I had the Maduro. It was on my birthday, actually, at our former lounge. And I, the Natural just, it's not even close to how good the Maduro is. Yeah, I haven't had one yet. I've got like five of them. They're great, dude. You, you, don't, need to wait. you don't need to it's wait. Great, great stuff. You yeah. don't need to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Well, They're very good cigars. Yeah. You know what's funny, though, is if you, I haven't, I mean, none of us have, but you can only buy that cigar in a 50 count. It's like $2,500 or $3,000. It's a crazy humidor. Gorgeous box. And what's yeah. crazy More is. like 5000 Is it yeah. 5000 oh, It's ridiculous. Oh, the refills, I guess, are less. But you're right. It's crazy money. But what's wild about it is you can't just order Maduro or just order Natural. If you buy that, you have to get 25 of each. So That's the you know, thing that pains oh, me. Wow. That's the reason I've never bought a box of those. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I smoke those very infrequently, but. Um, they're very, very good. They are excellent. Very good. Yeah, I, have, I have yet to have one. I'll come yeah, over and take one. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very well worth it. So just to put it out there, you know, I know um, somewhat off topic, but with these torpedoes, would you do a V-cut or would you do a straight cut? That's a Th- great question. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, thank, I by the way, to thank you to Grizzly this. Adams oh, for bringing this up. You don't need to yes, do that. Yes, please, please don't do a V-cut. His question here, no, no, this is really important. I, look, I'm not a big V-cut guy, but I respect it. I understand its utility. I have used it sometimes. But this is an important point. In this room, how many would use a V-cut on a torpedo? Zero. Never. Is there anyone? Never. Because I've seen guys do it, so I'm just I would curious. If there's and I, I typically so never on a, use on a, a torpedo? Okay. Everybody calm down. Puma <laughs> <laughs> telling us to calm down. I love this. A, everybody take a deep breath. Um <laughs> <laughs> so there's a school of thought that the uh, you can use a V-cut on a, on a torpedo and that you take enough volume out of, the, out of the end of the cap that you can get a good draw, but yet you can have that kind of pointed delivery to the palate that, mm. that it delivers. There's like a specific reason why they're, dis- they're rolled that way. It's because of the way it lands. In like, and when when you just cut so much off of a torpedo, you know it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the shape. He's absolutely right. So yeah. so so the the school of thought is if you use a V cut on a torpedo, that can take enough volume out of the cap, where but you're still getting the, this delivery. Now, do I do that on torpedoes um, on a consistent basis? No, I don't. I, I, I try to take as little off as I can where I can get a good draw. And then if I need to take a little bit more off, I, you yeah, know, you do I, I, I do it. Yeah. Uh, where I find the, the, the V cut, which I'm a fan of, um, and Calibri makes really the best money for value V cut that's out there. Great V cut. Um, it's really a great V cut. And it's heavy. It's oh, really, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's a nice. really good uh, yeah. accessory. Where I find that actually very useful is, 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 is with, uh, believe it or not, with petite coronas. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. So with a petite corona, Cuban petite corona, like sometimes you can get a Monte Cristo four or something, right? That's like where the where it's been rolled and that triple cap, sometimes at the end, if you straight cut it and you just take the cap off uh, in the normal fashion, 
sometimes the draw is too tight. It's just because of the ring gauge of the cigar. But if you if you if you throw a V cut on there, it takes enough volume out of the cap where there's a lot of tobacco bunched up. You can get a it can really help improve the draw on sometimes on a smaller gauge cigar like that. I've had success with that. And even in a Robusto where I've actually just clipped the cap off, you know, and, and uh, on a Cuban Robusto, and I'm like, maybe the draw's not good. Instead of running a perfect draw through, I've reset it with a V-cut. Oh, wow. And oh, you takes the volume a- out of the cap, and you're actually, you're like, okay, now this fucking thing so is perfectly open. You it know what? The, it maintains the integrity of the That of repositions the, the whole argument for me. It makes it, it's really a legitimate argument. But that's after a flat cut. You want to test it first. Is that well, right? Yeah, well, I, I think that he, it's just he's also, personal he's not preference. Talking about, he's not talking about a torpedo right now. He's no, talking no. about a petite cut. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any uh, cigar. So it, you're trying a flat cut first to see if you go. No, I don't think that that's like, it's not that binary. Okay. I think it's just personal preference. I'm okay. just saying like, like a V cut <clears throat> can really do a really wonderful job of taking volume out of the cap that where there may be tobacco bunched up in there. Um and instead of running a perfect draw through, sometimes a V cut's like the perfect solution. Um, and I found with the same box of that that has tight that has a bunch of tobacco rolled up, like a Monte Cristo four or a Bolivar Petit Corona, where I've been like, ah, oh, the draw's not been great on these. I'm just gonna cut it with a V cut, and I've cut it with a V cut, and then I'm like, ah, wow, this whole thing has just opened up because there was a bunch of tobacco rolled up. There was just it was just tight there. Got it. Interesting. I mean, That's unless, a great point. Unless, it is a very good point. Unless the cigar is tight in the middle. Yeah, then you're in trouble. Yeah. That's yeah, a definition. Then, then, yeah. then you need surgery with the perfect drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you need surgery. Um, anyway, I've found that to be, I think there's utility for it. I think there's merit in it. It's a matter of, you know, some people don't like it because they want to they wanna put their tongue to the tip of the cigar. And I generally use a straight cut. But the V cut does have utility. Yeah, well, I, totally. I, I have a couple of these natural. The what we're smoking right now, I have a couple left. I'm I'm going to try a V cut on it, and I'll report back. Nice, because yeah, I, I think that's a great yes. argument. Well, yeah, it I, is. I guess here, here's another question though. So, <clears throat> a padrone that is not a torpedo, right? With you that rounded edge, do. yeah, you don't need to. Would do you that. ever? No. Would you ever not use a, a V cut on a padrone? No, no, no. And I say no. that because right, that cigar uniquely, you want to take off as little as humanly possible off. So the end. that's right. They're not triple capped. Yeah, they're single as capped. well. They're single capped, and the and the way that they're rolled, they're so the construction's so flawless that the draw is always perfect. You really don't a V cut is really unless you like that mouthfeel. There's no reason to use it. So I've got a question. So then he's coming from the point of view of experience. He knows his cigars. He knows what may not draw as well as another cigar. Now, from the point of view of the listener who may not have that knowledge that he has, would you advise that person to go right for a V cut or start with a flat and then try it? I think you start with the flat right. cut, and then right. if you find it's there not you drawing well, great. You can say, you know what? Maybe there's volume in the cap, and okay. I'm just going to. You, you know what's cool? It's a great argument. A fantastic. You know what's cool too? If if there's somebody out there looking for an accessory, Calibri actually makes a uh, a double cut. They make it's a it's a unit that has a straight cut in it and a V cut on the other side, the same size as the one that we use. It's very very cool, and it's not that expensive. By the way, you know what else I've done with the V cut? I've you, you butterfly it. Oh, you do it twice. So you do it poof and yeah. poof like that, and I've done that on mm. on cigars, and it's it's a thing that people do. You do oh, it. Oh, I've once. seen it. I believe me. If you go on Instagram, <laughs> I've seen plenty of it. I won't lie. I hate it every time I see it. 
Well, you can hate it. I mean, I'm just saying if you're going to draw. Senator, I'm right there with you. I'm just doing it to get a draw on the cigar. I just feel like at that point, you're just taking a fucking cleaver to the cigar. Like, it's just, I I don't. Okay, that's fine. I mean, uh, listen, do you see me rolling around with a V cut in my pocket all the time? No, thank God. (laughs) No, but but is it it useful? It has utility. There I am with you. There I am with you. It It absolutely has utility. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys, we're coming to the end here of the Padron Torpedo 1964 anniversary in natural. Are you guys ready to give it the formal lizard rating? Let's do it. Yep. What are we going to say, Pagoda? Oh, no, I, I was just about to say the second half has been fantastic. Yeah. I think, you know, like uh, I found it really mild in the beginning, and I think I've been really enjoying the second half. All right, cool. I, I haven't got hints of spiciness, and it's just been great. So I guess that uh, that adds to my question of, a smoker who doesn't like a, uh, a, a strong cigar, which obviously Pagoda is not that person. Um, yeah, I would not. This may not be the. Yeah, this would not smoker. be the cigar for them. So, Rooster, let's do the let's do let's do the rating. Yeah. So, to me, I'm I'm gonna give it a nine. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, in the middle there was a point where I felt like, for just a few minutes, that it was kind of like flat for me. Where I was like, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but it finished up so strong in the second half. Um, there was just a, a small part where I was like, I don't know where the, this thing's going to go. Right now, I, I, I think I got to give it a nine. I got to give it a nine. I think it's that good. I think it's that good. I I am 100% with you. I think a nine is a perfect score for this. Uh, I'm curious to see where it ends up, but I'm also with a nine. Here this, we go. This pains me. <laughs> oh, I, no. I feel like I have to apologize in advance. I got to leave. I'm leaving. Because I. this is my favorite brand, period. Um, and this is this is not a bad score, but it pains me that I'm going to be slightly lower than the other lizards. I'm going to give it an eight. I'll explain wow. why later. Pagoda. Yeah, me too. I think I was hovering around a seven because it was too mild for me in the very beginning for my palate. Um, obviously, uh, not to take anything away from the cigar, but... Uh, I would give it an eight. Okay. Bam, I'm, at, I'm at a nine all day with this. Okay. And, you know, early on, we talked about the complexity of the cigar, sweetness and the spicy and how it came together beautifully. Um, nine all day. Composite lizard score, 8.7. Yeah, fantastic score. I think that's a very fair score for this. I think a 97 that, that CA gave it is way, way too high. I think it should be over an, uh, a 90 or a nine for me, but... I think an 8.7 is very yeah, fair. Like for me, it was a 90 point cigar. Like, you know, I'd give it, if I was doing round numbers, I yeah. would give it 90. Got it. Uh, I, I I think that it's definitely a nine point cigar. Uh, yep. For me. Um, I, I particularly gotta, the way that the, where it, how it performed in the home stretch for me was really impressive. Yeah, very, very. I got to hear senators. Yeah, I got to hear this. Yeah. yeah. So I, for, for me, you know, my rating comes down to my my palate and my preference. There was nothing about this cigar that I'm willing to say I think universally is problematic about this cigar because that's not the case at all. For me, having had the Maduro version of this Torpedo, the Torpedo in Maduro I would give a 9. And this I give an 8 because I, I I'm a little confused by this cigar in that the first half was so mild where I sat there and I said, well, I would have this in the afternoon and I couldn't have this after dinner. And then the second half I said, well, I actually could have this after dinner. So I'm, I'm just struggling with where I slotted in. And because of that, it, 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 it just doesn't 
translate well enough for me to say like, this is exactly the profile I'm looking for in a cigar that I know exactly where I'm going to slot it in, where with that torpedo in Maduro, I know any evening, any day of the week, that's the perfect cigar. That's a nine every day for me. And, and this is an eight just because the first half is too mild for what I normally smoke. That's why I said I would have to only have it in the afternoon. And then I'd have to wait for halfway through the cigar for it to be what I would normally want to smoke. Mm. So I'm just very conflicted. That's why I'm an eight. It's a so, it's a so what about a perfect? It's a vortex. He's a paradox caught in a vortex. So Senator, how about a perfect lunch with sweet green salad, Ooh. diet coke, and the cigar? There you go. Yeah. No, the problem it's is an eight. for the it's first an eight, half, it's I'd an have eight. to stop smoking it halfway and then have the other half after dinner. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe a small steak from Capitol Grill. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm very impressed with this. I, I, I didn't know what this was going to end up with yeah. tonight. I think an 8.7 is a very, a fair score, uh, very fair score. And I think it's a very strong recommend for, for absolutely, us. Yep. absolutely. And the 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 biggest takeaway for me from this is I'm absolutely going to try more Padron and natural. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had more of these, could you could you really see it slotting into your rotation? Well, my as problem, you learn, like I said, the torpedo, I have a hard time slotting in. I want to try other Vitolas okay. in natural in the okay. 64 line, and I think some of those like. The Corona that Giz gave Corona's me, good. that slots in abs- perfectly for the afternoon. All the way through, that was an afternoon smoke. What's nice about that, too, is it's a 45-minute smoke. It's great. You're you in know, and out. And we never, none of us have got that cigar except for you. Yeah. No, no, he gave it out to a few. I think yeah. Rooster had it Rooster, with me there. Yeah. I had it. Yeah, you were avoiding me like the plague. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> it tastes like Pandemic a Pandemic bam, he was out of here. What? It tastes like a fundy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. An 8.7 for the Padron 1964 Great anniversary score. torpedo and natural. Very good, guys. Uh, Pagoda, thanks for the uh, thanks for the cigars. Thank you, Pagoda. Rooster, uh, Senator, thanks for the scotch. Thank you, And uh, awesome, guys. We'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>